Canton Civic Center last night as it was first responders night. Oh, okay. and cool. so, that is cool. so with that being said, like, you know, obviously there was plenty of first responders in the building, you know, cops, you got firefighters, you got EMT, you got true to the heart American heroes. And, uh, you know, we obviously had more than enough opportunity to, you know, get some of those guys out on the court and shine some light on them and, and, and some of the, you know, accomplishments that they've had. Um, but the one thing I will say, and I was just blown away by this last night, like so many of those dudes, not just like, you know, a one guy or like, hey, man, I heard Lamar Sharp on the show. Like so many of those dudes came up to me and are like, dude, I listen every single day, every single day. I'm like, all right, man, like, that's awesome. And like, I'm happy when anybody listens. I am, dude. I don't care who you are, what happened in your life, whatever it is. But like, dude, if you're a first responder and you're listening to our show, like, I don't know. I feel like that's an accomplishment. I feel like you got a low bar what accomplishments are. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I feel like I feel like I feel like these are like you know like 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 the best of our society. These are the, you know. I, sometimes I worry like, well, do people think that you know? Hey, you're some liberal that hates cops. You support school oh, shootings. Oh well, yeah, you. Know you. What I mean, like, I, I just feel like sometimes that that. Yeah, I don't be, ever worry people feel that way about me. That very much can be you know. So it just it was it was uh, it was it was a good thing to hear you know that uh, you know a lot of first responders. In on the Stansberry show. Yeah, that is good. I, uh, you know what it is, is that I live so close to where they, uh, where a lot of them work, that I deal with that a lot. Where I talk to a lot of those guys. That, you know what I mean? So maybe I just kind of knew that. But that is good. I mean, I want everybody listening. You know what I mean? Lawyers, doctors, you know, homeless people, whoever. I'll take everybody. I mean, that's the goal. But that is nice to hear because a lot of times I, the one thing that kind of sucks about working at a rock station is you're kind of pigeonholed. And people kind of go, oh, well, it's just like, what, the stoners and, you know what I mean? Exactly. And, and like those kind of people who listen, where if you do a good radio show, that's not what happens. Exactly. That you end up filling the bag with everyone. You know what I mean? It's, it's actually a perfect point to bring up New Tour Tuesday. It's exactly why New Tour Tuesday runs the way it does, which is it's not just rock songs. I say this all the time. When you do a show like this, people will come to it and listen to it who don't like rock music. As a matter of fact, we probably turn as many people away when we start doing that as we do as we keep yeah you just you know or at least i just worry it's like well dude are we just it's like yeah you can make dong jokes and like you know 745 we've got plenty of them apparently two of them but like you know you just worry you just worry that's who you are to people and what you are to people and then when it's like no you're somebody i actually respect like it's good it's good to know that they're on board well the good thing is is that even respectable people like dong jokes okay you know what I mean? And that is, okay. well, that's the other great thing about radio and what I've always said about doing radio shows. And one of the reasons why I like it is that 90% of the time we catch you when you're alone. And so especially to, in today's society where you're judged for what you think and what you might laugh at. And, well, oh, my God, he retweeted this five years ago. That if you're in your car you're alone, you can laugh at what you think is funny and no one knows. And no, and yeah. you know what I mean? Like the amount of people, I do have this happen to me a lot where I'll be in Giant Eagle and like older women. And will come up to me and like say, oh, my God, you're Stansberry, right? Yeah. And so I'll start talking to them and they're like, I have to tell you, though, you are my guilty pleasure. And I always end up telling them I'm your best friend's guilty pleasure, too. Go play bridge Friday night. You're going to find out you both listen. You know what I mean? But it is so funny that they always think they're there. They're getting away with something by listening. Very, in. very br- big in the bridge circles. We yeah, are. We, no, absolutely. Right. Canasta. That's good to know. I'm glad we are the Canasta champions. Um, so, yeah. So charge game last night. Uh, thanks, everybody that came out. Like I said, big victory. What's the stories of Stansberry? Dude, I was on? on my way to the golf course yesterday. It was looking right. nice. And then I got halfway there and the rain just started coming down. 
And I was like, well, all right, let's not do that. And then I went back home and I could not get motivated. I could not get, I was just like, no, I'm just like, and I was like laying around the couch. I'm like, I don't want to go to the gym. I'm lazy. I don't want to work out. I don't feel like it. I don't want to do it. And then like two hours passed. I was like, dude, just go, just go do it. And this is what I have found with me is that in my mind, how hard I think it's going to be and how much I don't want to do it is so much worse than the work you actually do once you get there. Once you start doing it, honestly, dude, I was five minutes into the workout and I could feel the smile start to come on my face. You start sweating and I was like, oh my God, see, like I'm just happy. I've, I just came, did my hour, and I feel better. Yeah, the anticipation of I feel like most things in life is, is usually worse. You build it up worse in your head than, I mean, that's like going to the dentist or going to, you know what Anything. I'm saying? Like, right. Right. Anything you think is going to suck, work even. Having the conversation with your boss, right, like doing something like that that you just don't want to do, you build it up enough, and it's it, it does. It ends up, you know, it, consuming you, and you're like, oh, n- not that bad. Yeah, no, so, like, honestly, once I got there, and I, I once I did it, it, it was awesome. And, like, I sure enough, I got in the car, and I drove home, and I felt better, and I felt more positive, and I was like, see, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, this is exactly why I'm happy that I, that I picked this back up, and I'm just terrified. Like, there was a part of me yesterday, the part of the reason why I went is that I was terrified that I was going to fall into a bad habit again of not going, because I didn't go the day before. And I was like, dude, you can't not go two days in a row, because now you're going to start to build momentum the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, I think as long as you, I think as long as you put, like, common sense rules in, like, don't set yourself up for failure. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I have to go every day, you know, because that's, that's unrealistic. You're going to have to allow yourself some, you know, room for for error there or at least some room for like not doing it but at the same time yeah you can't if, if your rule is all right I have it can't be two days in a row that's a that's a common sense rule. yeah I just don't want to build momentum in the negative yeah, direction and dude the food I have been so I can't believe how disciplined I've been with that and like the fact that I just like like when I get hungry now like this is crazy it's only been like a month but when I get hungry now it's not like I'm I'm never like starving and I find myself not as hungry throughout the whole day because I think what's happening, the more I read on it, is that my body is already starting to wean itself off that addictive kind of, you know, over-carbed, over-sugar kind of food that your body's no longer calling out for it. Like, it's like drugs, dude. Like, dude, your body's like, dude, you're constantly giving me this. You got to keep giving it to me. Where is it? Every couple hours, you're normally shoving a donut in here. Where the hell is that? We miss that. And I'm, I don't seem to be having that as much anymore. And it seems like, I don't know, man. And like the dominoes are starting to fall in a positive direction. And I would just, I felt like such a big fat lazy turd until I went yesterday. And then I never felt better as soon as I was done. It was like the best thing I ever did. But I did collect not one, but two dongs, two different dong stories. You'll get those 745. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. We'll get you hooked up with these Canton Charge tickets for Basket Brawl on March 11th. OCW and the Canton Charge teaming up for that event. So we'll get you hooked up those around 7.30. You're also getting a posi bobblehead that night. It's uh, it's the only Sunday game left, so uh, it's an awesome like opportunity to get out there. A lot of good stuff happening with the Canton Charge. Also, 9 o'clock, we'll send you out to Los Angeles for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. That's when you get your first keyword of the day. Which, by the way, this is the final week on that, yeah. so you got a couple of days left. And then uh, that's it. Gotta put those words in. Don't let me forget. I uh, I have said on the show, I can't even begin. I mean, I've been saying it for decades. Like, one of the things that people say all the time that makes me crazy is money can't buy happiness. 
And yes, I guess in the very basic logic, can you walk into a retailer and purchase happiness? No. But I also say all the time that America isn't what gives you freedom. It's money is what gives you freedom. You set an alarm clock every night because of how not free you are. Money will give you freedom. The more money you have, the more opportunity you have, the more freedom you have, the more you can be like, nah, I'm not doing that for that price. Or no, I don't have to work here because I have this money from over here. I don't have to do that. Money is what allows you to have freedom. Yeah, I, I, I mean, in that sense, you can't argue with it. There, I mean, that's it, really true. what supplies you your freedom. Right. Dude, plenty of countries in the world have freedom. That's not like an America thing. It's But the more money you have, the more opportunity you have, the more freedom you'll have. And so I do believe that on some level, money can buy happiness. Because it can give you the time to maybe go after your, you know, try to get better at a couple of hobbies instead of working so hard. It, dude, it just awards you so many things. Yeah, I mean, it... it, it... I guess, you know, and I mean, maybe the sane and, 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 the, and, the, and the real aspect of it kind of get a little, like, mixed up Well, this there. is when we, we always screw this up, too. And I, I just talked about this, I think it was earlier this week, maybe last week, where we always screw up money's the root of all evil. And I'll, I'll point out to you again, no, for the love of money is the root of all evil. But see, Americans love changing it to money being evil because it takes the responsibility off of you. The, um, the freedom you get, the ability you have to pursue other interests certainly can lead to more happiness. I mean, if you give somebody a million dollars, is everything going to automatically turn around? No, but your point stands. If like, you're it a does. miserable human being, right. buying a Ferrari isn't going to make you a happy person. Right. Like, that's not going to do it. You'll be happy that day. And yeah, when you do hit 200 on 77, you're like, this is cool. But when you go to bed that night, you'll still be empty, alone, miserable. It, it, like that. So, yes. And in that sense, money will not buy happiness. But they did figure out that it can buy happiness up to a point. And it turns out that if you can make $95,000 a year, that's the watermark. Where it's like anything you make really? more than that, you're not going to get that much happier. Really? Yeah, and I would imagine that part of it is because of, dude, once you start getting well over 100000 and into like a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, the amount of work that has to go into that probably robs you of some of your free time, some yeah. of your kid time, hobby time. And so, like, dude, you're just more in the rat race. And so maybe then, you know, you're having some of that go on. But I would agree that if you, that if most people in this country, now, it would be about five years, and then you'd be back to bitching about your life, right? But if, but if most people made around $95,000 a year, most of their problems that they think are like massive problems would be taken care of. Because now yeah. all of a sudden your rent, your, your utilities, and like how you're going to survive every month all of a sudden is that much easier. And I think... What money do? Money relieves stress. I don't know if it makes you happy. It won't fulfill you, but it does relieve stress. Um, I I think there's going to be different like kind of benchmarks, watermarks across the way here because certainly once you get from and you know as people who live you know I probably say most people probably live in the concept or in the realm of paycheck to paycheck. That is so much better than not having enough to make it through the paycheck. You know, paycheck to paycheck sucks, but like when you when you've only got seven days worth of funds for fourteen days worth of living, that's when you're going to be miserable. So once you get over that, I feel like that's a hurdle. But I don't know if 90000 or 95000 I don't know if that's enough for that next hurdle up. I, I, I don't know if that is. I don't make $95,000 a year. I'll, I'm not going to tell you what I do make, but I'll tell you I don't make that. Now, once upon a time I had, and I was pretty happy when I did. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I, I, was, I was pretty happy. And this is what I would tell you right now. 
that if, 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 if the company came to me right now and said, dude, this is what we'll pay you, I would sign a 10-year deal right now and would be like, dude, and then I'll work the next 10 years for that every year. Like no matter what happens to the economy, I'd be like, I'm fine, I'm good because yeah, of, because I mean, cost of living here, because cost of living here and things like that. I would be like, dude, I'm good. Yeah, and I guess that's a part of it too is where you live and what ninety five thousand dollars or ninety five hundred thousand dollars. What meet. they're doing is they're bringing okay. the average of okay. like this is what it would. Be, you know what I mean? Uh, no matter where you are, but honestly, man, dude, you're starting to approach six figures because what most people have as problems are just financial. You know what and I mean? Right, they're basic financials. They're that week to week of like, how do I keep and this going? It's not like, how do I diversify more my portfolio and increase my wealth? No, stock? You know, you're just like, trying to stay alive. Right. When I first took this job, I was flat broke. Like I had no money and I was a different person. Four years in, now that I got, you know, money in both my accounts, I drive a new car. I start, you know what I mean? Like, dude, money makes you feel like you have value. In that worth and that you've accomplished things. That's where the happiness come from is that you start to feel like, dude, things aren't so bad. Like, look at what I was able to accomplish. I, um, I, I just feel like maybe from 95,000 to 200,000, but if you're making a quarter of a million plus, you're telling me you're not happier than making 95. I think the stress that know. comes with it. I don't know. I, I think maybe that's part of a uh, part of it is like, cause I mean, that's going to be a pretty serious leap. And if it's going to be that serious of a leap in compensation, then it has to be a, a pretty, at least half as much leap in responsibility. And the more responsibility you give a human being, the more unhappy you're going to be, right? I would think. I don't know. Maybe not. I guess that, that would depend on person to person. And wouldn't you make that argument to go from 35000 to 95000 Again, I think there's a difference. Dude, when you got two kids married and you're trying to make it work on $40,000 a year, ninety five means the electric gets paid every month. Ninety five means your kid's cell phone bill gets paid every month. You know what I mean? And so, like, maybe not. It's this is sometimes these kinds of things are harder for me because I'm like, dude, I'm just one dude, right? So it would take a lot less money for me to operate than like an entire family. But I think not that I think we should pay everybody in the country ninety five thousand dollars. Although I think for the kind of money this country has, we probably could find a way to do it. But I, I think I, I don't, I'm not sure that's the right thing for us overall. But yes, don't get me wrong. Like I said, three five years the human beings right back on facebook talking about how they don't have enough sucks blah blah blah. because the first year you'd blow half of it just because it's so much more money than what you're used to having and the old adage is true the more money you make the more money you spend it's just the way it is it's that that is a who you are thing no matter how much your boss pays you that's a who you are thing but i could see that dude if you alleviate most people's how am i going to pay my mortgage yeah your overall happiness is going to go up indiana is about to ban something that the rest of the states should ban we'll get into that next on rock 1069 the stansberry show we may not be a global epidemic yet on iHeartRadio. this is a dream come true Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Hey guys, what's going on? You got Sansbury here for Dunkin' Donuts. You know if you listen to the show, I oftentimes start my morning out with Dunkin', and now they've added their brown sugar chipotle bacon breakfast sandwich, meaning I got to start my morning out there every single day. It's made with four slices of seasoned cherry wood smoked bacon, all on a buttery flaky croissant made fresh and then oven toasted with tasty egg and cheese. Start your day with some sweetness from brown sugar and a hint of spiciness from Chipotle seasoning. Get it before it's gone. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. 7.30, we'll send you to see the Canton Charge on the 11th. I can't believe it's March already. Crazy, dude. It's nuts. So Indiana 
wants to become just the second state in the country to ban something. The only other state to have banned it is Oklahoma. Okay. And I never thought I'd be like, you know what? Whatever Oklahoma's doing, let's let's all jump on board with that. I'm a little surprised. Uh, I don't know what we're, we're banning here, but I'm a little surprised there's support for banning something too. You know, eyeball tattoos. Okay. And I'm okay with that. You can have all the tattoos you want. Tattoo acceptance has hit this country, right? I think in most jobs now, you can have a sleeve tattoo of well-done art. It all depends. We do still want to judge, like, poorly done tattoos. But if you have really nice art, it's really considered to be, well, that. It's considered to be art these days. Um, I think there's, you know, some professional settings where that's probably not the case. But as a whole, it's it's certainly gotten better recently, and I think it continues to get better. So, like, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that at the very least, you know, we've made progress on that. And uh, I understand sometimes, though, why people are like, no, in a professional setting, I don't want. You I'm to- not thinking of every job there is. But, yes, obviously, there's going to be some jobs where maybe it might not be the best thing for you to have. But in more and more places, you can work with sleeves and like leg tattoos and things like this. Now, I always harp on, like, why would you tattoo your face? Like, I'm just one of those. Like, why would you do that? I just don't understand it. I would also stay away from, depending on what it is you want to do with your life, like the knuckles and things like that. It all depends on the kind of job you want, right? right? But I would, I just feel like sometimes the more you tattoo, the you might be, you know, limiting some of your options. But I don't think it's too much to ask people not to tattoo their eyeballs. And I mean, people are obviously going to go blind by doing this, right? Like you screw this up. I, I I mean I would assume so yes I mean I would never do something like that it seems like an absolutely terrible idea um, and I don't you know I don't even know if the Rollhold Vision Institute could help you out after you get an eyeball Dang. tattoo I really I really don't um, but there's a I mean because people have done it and have continued to have fine vision so right? I so I found a story and I posted it for you facebook.com slash Stansbury show you can see the guy right there's a couple of photos and there's like a little write up about him. And he's got his entire face tattooed black. Like his entire face is just tattooed black. So it's not even designs or anything. It's no. not like a money bag or it's like a teardrop. Okay. Just a just tattooed his entire face black. Okay. And then his entire hands are like pretty much tattooed black. And I guess his yeah, his eyeballs are tattooed too. Which I don't understand why you would do that. And I would have to imagine a lot like most responsible tattoo artists are going to turn you away, right? I would assume so. I, I, I would have to assume that a vast majority of, of guys that are running a shop want nothing to do with that. I, uh, how could you? <sighs> just, I mean, just if, in, just in the off case of like you do mess it up, like you said, what kind of liability are you opening yourself up for? Gotta be a lot. There? So, like, no, I would assume most places that want nothing to do with it. They're, now. <sighs> I hate supporting laws that protect you know people from themselves because I'm right. I'm a lot of the times like a natural selection kind of dude, but there are dumb. You can get a tattoo at 18. As a matter of fact, I heard a guy saying this yesterday in a podcast. He's like, I can't believe we let people 35 years old run for president. He's like, I'm 51. At 35, I was still a complete moron. He's like, I had no idea anything that was going on. He's like, you should not be able to run for president at 35. And the more we started, and it, honestly, wasn't it just a couple of weeks ago we found out adolescence lasts now until like 24? Like, we're starting to find these things out. So you're going to let an 18-year-old just walk into a tattoo shop? It's one thing. 
thing, dude. You want to get the you know the panther on the wall and get it on the calf muscle like everybody's Sweet. first tattoo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where you can actually see the red stripes coming from the claw marks, Bad-ass, man. Dude. Bad-ass. That's how you. That's how you know I sat through it, dude. But like, so like that's you can do that. But you, we're gonna. I I don't know, man. Like certain laws, I'm okay with because it's like, dude, this is this could go way wrong. I I, I don't want to speak for any you know tattoo companies in, in the area, but I am curious if there's anybody out there listening that knows of a place that would do it. I mean, not saying like, yo, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go get my eyeballs tattooed, but I I mean, I, is there a place in Canton that would do that? Miles I, I don't is know. tweeting and saying his artist won't do eyeballs. I, I, I can't. I, I can't blame him. You know what I mean? Like I said, there's just it just seems like a bad idea. Brian, uh, you know, uh, you know, t- tweeting in the old adage. You know, the best thing to do is to get tattoos in a place that's that's not too hard to cover up. And I've always been a little curious by that. It's like, well, I thought the point was not to cover it. I thought the point was it's an expression of who you are, man. It's expressionism. And so, like, display them out. I'm kind of I'm kind of right in the middle there. Um, it depends on what job you have. At this point in my life, like, all right, I'm going to be working in radio for the rest of my life. Um, and it, this is one of those jobs you could be covered head to foot and, t- you know, head to toe in tattoos. Sure, but I've decided cares. not to. But if you're like, hey, you know, I really do think I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go into the financial industry. Going head to toe tattoo is probably a bad idea. So, like, you, you just got to understand that you are making decisions that are going to stick with you. And, like, I know tattoo acceptance is what we should do, but it's like at this point, I don't know if society is necessarily caught up to the money bag on your neck. You know no, I mean? well, again, I think, you, you, uh, yes. Do you got to be careful with neck and face tattoo? I just think fa- I've never seen a face tattoo ever and thought to myself, that good idea. Like, that, or like, like that, like, nailed it. Nailed it. I've know. never once have seen that. Never like on a rock star or something. Or never, never. like you're never like, all right, all right. No, the, as a matter of fact, when I see him on rock stars or rappers, I think to myself, if your next album flops, now you're just some idiot with a with an ice cream cone tattooed on your face. I see. I love Gucci's tattoo. That ice cream cone. I'm thinking about getting it right there. <laughs> I would not. I, I would. So. I would not get it. Although, again, but the acceptance thing is starting to come around more and more. Like that meme that that gets passed around all the time, where you know tattoos used to. To mean you were a hell's angel. Now it means you're a chef, and you, and you offer you know farm to table food. And they're a little bit right on on that. We have kind of like shifted our our opinion on them. But I, as a dude, if you're thinking about entering the professional world, I would keep it from the neck down, and I would not go neck up. That's just my personal preference. Although, dude, I've seen. See, I'm such a hypocrite here, dude, because I've seen neck tattoos on chicks, and I'm like, dude, that's kind of hot. You know what I mean? But I don't think it's probably the best call for you. And tattooing your eyeballs, what the hell's the matter with you? You're going to risk your eyesight just to be different, just to, just to show how unique you are. You're going to risk your eyesight for that? That, to me, seems like too much of a gamble. Turns out we're going to take things away from you, and then we'll just sift out the information and ask you the questions about it after we're done taking things away from you. That's next on the Stansbury Show. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll send you out to Los Angeles at 9 o'clock for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. Bon Jovi been added to that. And we'll send you out at 9 o'clock this morning. This is the final week on that, by the way. you got today, tomorrow, multiple opportunities throughout the day. But your first one happens at 9 o'clock this morning. It's a good text message to send. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Better than that drunk text you sent on Friday mm-hmm. night. 
where she didn't even respond. Mm-mm. You woke up Saturday looking through your phone like, why did I do this? She doesn't Man. even want to hook up. She doesn't need to send CC7 D-pics. Like, I don't know why I had to send seven of them. Jeez. That sounds like a lot of D-pics. Well, she didn't respond to the first one. <laughs> Stop that. Mm. That's uncomfortable. I wouldn't do that. I'll tell you what else is uncomfortable, fans. that? There's a piece of audio I heard yesterday. Okay. And we're about to play it for the audience. Some of you may have heard this. And if not, you've probably heard about it. But in the history of stuff I've heard Trump say that I'm like, what did he just say? I can't believe he just said that. And even some of the stuff where I'm like, yeah, dude, keep saying stuff like that. I like that one. Like I heard something yesterday that I didn't think was true. That I thought that I that at first I thought when I heard it over my shoulder I was like that's faked. And this is resp- in response to some of the school shootings that we've been having in particular Parkland, Florida. And the audio clip you're about to hear starts with Vice President Pence. Which by the way, you'll realize at the end of this audio clip that one of the more weirder things about our president is that, and especially in this clip, he actually he actually makes Mike Pence sound tempered, which is crazy. But Mike Pence was talking about measures of gun control and what we can do and what we can't do and like how we want to go about doing some things. And, well, I'll just let Mike Pence tell you what he was saying. And as a group, we spoke about, um, about states taking steps, but the focus is to literally give families and give local law enforcement additional tools if an individual is reported to be a, a potential danger to themselves or others. And allow due process so that no one's rights are trampled. See, we like that. Allow that for due process. Good. Yeah. Like, man, like well, let's start looking into some other things. Maybe we'll start going here. Maybe we'll start going there. But you got to allow for due process. Let's do that. And I, I, before we go anywhere else with this, I just want to say, like, Thank you in the sense of like, all right, we're having conversations. Even if that conversation didn't go the way I necessarily wanted it to go, I feel like at this point, like people are sitting down, like like lawmakers and policymakers are sitting down and having conversations and trying to do something about this. And and I feel like if nothing else, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, better right? b- better than just screaming at each other right, about how they're right, you're both right, right. wrong. About how you're a libtard, right. All right, I'm glad. And then the president says this then. But the ability to go to court obtain an order, and then collect not only the firearms, but any any weapons in the possession or of that Or might take the firearms first and then go to court, because that's another system, because a lot of times by the time you go to court, it takes so long to go to court to get the due process procedures. Uh, I like taking the guns early, like in this crazy man's case that just took place. In- See, now... He had a lot of firearms. They saw everything. To go to court would have taken a long time. So you could do exactly what you're saying, but take the guns first, go through due process second. See, this is what people do. Is something happens, and then an overreaction will happen, and we'll go, well, we'll just do this. And out of fear, people will give up rights and freedoms. Out of protect me. And... I just cannot think of another professional political operative on any level that if they suggested, we're going to take your gun first and then we're going to go through due process, that that would have, that that would be accepted or heard well or like received well. 
Like, I just feel like not even Obama, right? Because I know that's how everybody's going to want to go to that that one really quick because he was the previous. Dude, let's go all the way. Dude, if Bush or Clinton would have said this, you would be like, you're going to have to pry it from these dead fingers, man. Like, why are we? I just, I couldn't believe that when I heard that. I was like, oh, so we're just going to like, ah, well, we'll, we'll do this first and then we'll get around to the law of it. And that's the thing, too, is I, I mean... I think President or Vice President Pence there was uh, making a pretty decent attempt to set him up well in the sense of like, all right, we go through the proper steps. We understand that there's got to be something we do here. We got to give law enforcement the opportunity to, you know, remove a dangerous person from a situation. All good. And and Trump just like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> And it's like, dude, like, he gave you he gave you the setup. He gave you the volley. Sometimes I'll set Stansberry up, and I'm like, dude, I know he's going to crush this. Like, just a big, fat, you know. <laughs> right over the middle. Right over the middle of the plate. That one's Hit too it, easy. Homie. That was too it. easy. And it's just like, and he turned it down. He was like, no. I got this. Why? I got this. And, dude, you oh, ain't got God. this. Like, it, it, what bothers me, though, is that there was... It, I bet a lot of people heard that yesterday and didn't stop to think about how screwed up it was because ultimately we all wish that shooter would not have had that gun yes. on that morning, yes. right? That's And so you thinking to yourself in your mind, well, hell yeah, let's do that. No, that's crazy. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to prove it. I'm going to, I'll prove it to you right now. Okay. Let's, let's change the object of which they want to take from you and then ask you questions later. So the feds knock on your door. We're going to take your computer, and then we're going to go through due process. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. You cool with that? Come on. Because, guys, that's what's going to happen. If you allow them to do this with one thing, you think that's where it stops? Hell no, man. That snowball gets down that hill, and now all of a sudden it's huge when it reaches the bottom. Like, you can't do this. is overreach like nobody's business. And by the way, I will bring Obama into it now. What do you think Trump would have said had Obama said that? Uh, yeah. Trump would have been losing his mind talking about Kenya and Berther and this, and that's why he wants to do this because he's not an American and he's tied in with the terror. I mean, dude, he would have been all over him on this. I guess you know, from which that, for by the way, it would have never happened. From from that from that perspective, I mean, I guess I can understand it because it's like, well, dude, you're opposing politicians and you're going to say things about each other or whatever you need to do to move the needle. But sure, it's like okay. people. But when it comes to like 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 common sense people who voted for President Trump, and that's the whole thing, is I do not think that everybody who voted for President Trump is some, you know... Idiot. Some idiot. There's I don't no think they're a racist. True, right. I don't think... I, I, do, I do not think that. But at this point, how can you see this and say, well, this is fine? Okay. Well, so, how? Like... I felt like yesterday when I saw this, I was like, this has to be a breaking point for a lot of them. Like, I'll be honest with you. I have three very close friends who voted for the president. Who months ago were already telling me, like, dude, I'm already out. Like, I, like I've seen enough where I was wrong. I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done this. I'm out. But then when this happened yesterday, I was like, how are the Second Amendment? How is the Second Amendment people? And what I know is going to happen, they're going to spin it. They're going to spin me, spin it on how it was okay. Well, it's okay that Trump said it because of what's going on versus... No, dude, you. This is the ultimate. This is the. This is the thing right here. Like this. This is the thing that I was constantly told during the eight years of the previous administration. They're gonna take your guns, and now you got a guy who has power looking into a television camera, going, "I like to do it this way." That's craziness. 
Like, again, change the object. Because I know a lot of you are thinking, well, I don't have a gun. I don't care. Make it a computer. Oh, dude, that's a, it, it, I, I really hope the that's same, not how people feel. Like, eh, it's not my problem. Ah, uh, dude, Ugh. I'm telling I think Ugh. so. I think a lot of them. I think, I think you know, I, I saw the meme, and it, 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 it kind of applies here, where it's like, you know, you'll ha- you hear somebody says, somebody says, hey, we need common sense gun reform. And Second Amendment nuts here, hey, we're going to steal all your guns, melt them down, and build a statue of an NFL player kneeling at the National Anthem. And that's what they hear. But then this, literally, the words coming out of his mouth, like, eh, due process, we'll do it. Second, and, and, and it's going to be like, yeah, I'll spin it into another way. That's that's insane to me. Okay, that, crazy. So I so I have some tweets here that were sent to me privately by a guy who listens every day, who is a Trump supporter, but he's not like he doesn't seem to be crazy because he kind of gets down with what a lot of you and I will say about what's okay. going on in the world, right? Okay. And he says, I watched the interview. He says, I think he's talking about this particular situation. Because they were already there questioning him about, you know, you know whether or not he was disturbed and things like this. And he's like, I don't think he's talking about law-abiding citizens. Well, here's my problem with that take, okay? My problem with that is, is that that's officer's discretion. Right. And, and, and So now you got a grudge. Now make it a small town like Canton, Ohio. You went to high school with the, some guy. He's a cop now. He's got a grudge since 11th grade because you banged his wife after seventh period. And now you got pro. You see what I'm saying? This stuff can get out of hand fast. I, I call the Canton Police Department. Uh, yeah, Dan Sansbury, a, an incredibly disturbed individual. He's saying, you know, violent things. Now they're just going to take my private just property. Take your gun. And uh, then, then I got to sift it and, out. And that's okay because because somebody said that you're crazy. Who's making this list? Who's making these decisions? It, that's that's a that, this is a bad this is a bad 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 thing. If you haven't committed the crime yet, now if we're talking like, hey, this guy's a violent felon with a gun. Okay, we're talking something away. different. Dude. But if you have not committed a crime yet, and you're saying, oh, well, you're disturbed, therefore we can take. Uh, uh, are, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, that's what the Constitution exists for. Well, it's for the right of the individual, dude. Like that's what it's for. Also, play the tape all the way to the end. All the way to the end. If that's what they want to do, they're going to set the standard to where we'll all end up being right, crazy. Right, right. That's what they're going to do. They'll just set the standard so so low that we'll all pass the bar as nuts. You brought this point up before, but like you post on your Facebook, man, I got ADD today. Dude. Dude, and there you I'm, go. I'm telling you, gun. I'm telling you right now, if I were you, I'd be done posting all that kind of stuff about how depressed you are, how you have ADD, how, uh, dude, I'd be done doing all of that stuff because eventually it is going wow. to be used against you. It, there, Of course it's going to be used against you. I... We're just going to take private property and then we'll sift through it later. I mean, guys, again, I always say this to you. I'm not trying to jump up and down on this guy just for the hell of doing it. I know there are radio shows and some of them somewhat local that like to do it. I'm not that guy. Okay. But come on. I mean, dude, the entire dude, the reason why he won. What partially, as I was told, is because people felt like Hillary was going to come for your guns. And now I think what, dude, here's my biggest thing with Trump, is that I think he just missed the decade in which to be president. Like, he missed his window. He would have been a great 1980s president, maybe even early 90s. Before everybody could record everything you said, sound bites, retweets, all this stuff. Because he was, Trump would have been the greatest ever, tell them what they want to hear, president, and then we'll go on to the next speech, and nobody knows what was said in the last speech. He would have been the greatest at that. He would have been a great 1980s president. He just missed his window. 
He's just not the right guy for the kind of world 24-7 media. We know everything, all information in public eye. He's just not the right guy for it right now. And I don't know how, if you're if you're a Second Amendment gun enthusiast, how you're not hearing that inf- that audio yesterday going, well, dude, sooner or later, he's going to be pointing that kind of system at me. And again, I will reiterate, make it your computer, and you hate what he said. Yeah, if that's your phone, no effing way are you taking my Same phone. Same people arguing no that, the Fed should, that, that Apple shouldn't have to unlock criminals' phones. Criminals' phones. You're arguing they shouldn't have to unlock those phones. But yet you'd be okay with this? When I heard that yesterday, I was like, dude, it is a new world order. Turns out we have new research, and if you have your kids on Adderall, you might want to get them off of it right now. I'll explain next on The Stansberry Show. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, online for UWRKK.com. And we have some Canton Charge tickets for the 11th for Basket Brawl. We'll pass those out here momentarily. Fantone's about to tell you what's going on with that event. Uh, first and foremost, shout out to everybody who came out to the uh, Canton Charge game last night. Big come from behind victory, uh, including all the first responders, including uh, Officer Brian Duman from the uh, Uniontown oh, yeah. Police Department. Um, a true to the heart American hero, saved his partner's life after being shot. Like just an amazing story. Wow. Was awesome to shake that dude's hand yesterday and just like you know, like hey man, thanks for not arresting me right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also this weekend, ton of cool stuff happening. Uh, Friday night. Uh, if you come to the Canton Charge game and you've got uh, your kid with you, that kid's going to be walking away with a $45 Cedar Point ticket. So nice. just just makes sense to make summer plans right now. Go to the Charge game on Friday. Get yourself that $45 ticket. Saturday night is Military Appreciation Night, uh, which is another awesome experience. We'll be talking to Dr. Tim Novelli from the Patriot Project, uh, which is a chiropractic group that gives free care to uh, to to you know veterans. And uh, if you come to that game Saturday night, you'll be getting hooked up with a Charge Military Hat brought to you by the Canton Repository. Oh, cool. So get your tickets, cantoncharge.com. The cannabis industry has recently come under um, fire, and people are upset with the cannabis industry. And okay. what they're dealing with right now is what the cigarette companies dealt with early on, which is, dude, you got cartoon characters on the front packs of cigarettes. Of course my kid wants cigarettes, right? Okay. And I would agree that if... If the edible marijuana industry wants to sustain itself, dude, get, you got to get the imagery off of it. Like, you don't go the other way. Don't make them red teddy bears. Make them like just here's a clear well, glob the, of it. I, I mean, from what I understand, the best ones are just like stars. So yeah, they took like you know kid shapes. Oh, I like kind of out of it, like a star. I mean, at some point you got to have it shaped like something. But yes, I. It's more about the packaging for me than what they actually look like once you open the bag. Okay, is that dude? So yeah, I'm I'm fine with that, right? And so, like, you know, parents are terrified of this kind of stuff. And I do understand that. Um, but a lot of you are giving your kids something way worse. And because a, guy, because a doctor gave it to you, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to give this to my kid. Okay. But neuroscientists have now figured out. They, they claim without a shadow of a doubt that Adderall is the same exact drug as meth. It's methamphetamine. That's what you're giving your kid. It's meth in a pill form. That's what Adderall is. Now, this happens every time we talk prescription pain meds. Because people who are given them, prescribe them, who feel like use them 
responsibly then say, you're attacking the medicine and you're shaming me for my disease and I need this. And like they, they, they really take offense to it. Okay. That's not what I'm after. But if we had an overprescription problem with opiates from doctors, why on earth would you not think that there was an overprescription problem with Adderall as well? Yeah, I mean, I think that right? I, I think that most people can at least come to that. That you know, certainly, I don't know. Fifteen years ago, it felt like to me where it was like where that wave really started hitting, and it seemed like every every kid was prescribed something. Like it, it, that's that's very much a a reality. I think forty two percent of high school seniors in this country said obtaining Adderall is easy. Literally, it's everywhere. Uh, now, I, I guess I'm going to have some point of contention here, though, where it's like, uh, yes, you can point to people who both, you know, who who, who use op- opioids and kind of, you know, went off the rails with them. But there's also people who use them correctly. I don't know if if it's the exact same drug as meth. Have people used meth responsibly as like a, a deterrent to ADD? N- not that I know of. So, so like, and I don't know if I've ever known. A, I mean, but this I, is what they do. I mean, dude. I mean, oxycotton is heroin. That's what they. That's what they went into the lab to try to. They do. They made it trying to mimic heroin, and they knocked it out of the park. So if they did that with heroin, I can't disagree that this is probably what happened here. I've seen people skid out on oxycotton. And I've seen that happen on on heroin. I've seen that happen on meth. I've seen people abuse Adderall. I've abused Adderall, but I've never seen it turn into somebody into a meth head. Oh, you know dude. What I okay. Mean? All right. I have. Like I, I lived with an Adderall addict. I dated an Adderall addict, and I mean addict. She'd wake up at eleven thirty in the morning. She'd have to take three Adderall pills before she got out of bed. I mean, dude, like, it, I'm talking bad. Like, I'm saying, dude, she would miss days. Like, you would talk to her on Wednesday, and then everything was fine. You would have the same conversation with her on Friday, and she would literally have no recollection of having that conversation on Wednesday. So you would have these arguments that were, and it's like, and I was blaming her for being crazy, and in reality, no, it's just, she just didn't have the memory of it. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it from that worst-case perspective of, like, the faces of meth and how it, like, tears through towns and stuff, but it just hasn't seemed, even with the overprescription of it, it just, it doesn't seem, like, as destructive of a drug to me as methamphetamine So is. here are some things that Adderall does to your body, okay? It's an increased heart rate and a regular heartbeat. Increased blood flow and unusual blood pressure. It alters the brain's dopamine reward pathways. Tremors, shaking, twitching, and spasms happen. Rapid breathing, aggressive behavior, nausea and vomiting, fever, stomach cramping, fever, stomach cramping, and and hallucinations. I don't know why they listed a couple of those twice. Does that sound like things you want to be giving your kid? I think what happens is, is dude, you're struggling. Well, first of all, they say 75% of kids that are diagnosed with ADHD are being treated with amphetamine-based drugs. Does that sound like that's the way that should be? Doesn't sound like that to me. I mean, amphetamine-based drugs is what we're treating 75% of the people with ADHD, which, by the way, the over-diagnosis of ADD and ADHD in this country, come on. Come yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, Come it, on. Right. The overdiagnosis led to the overprescription of it. So I, I just, 
how many of those of those 75% even those 100% of people that are involved in some sort of treatment program there how many of those uh, you know has this positively impacted versus how many has it negatively impacted again there there are I, i'm i'm willing to bet in certain cases but my guess would be it's going to be extreme cases Adderall is the right option but as somebody who has used it as somebody who dated an addict of it i'm telling dude it's dude it is Amphetamine. That's what it is. I mean, dude, it's what it is. You can take those pills and not eat for 16 hours at a time. You're up all night. And a lot of kids, why do they go to it? It's because they're studying for finals. They're doing that kind of stuff. They're cramming in college. It's like that kind of thing. It, it, dude, it's a diet suppressant. Like it, Again, as a guy who's taking it, you just don't eat. If this is truly meth, I mean, and, 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 and why aren't, why, why, why weren't more doctors aware of like the negative repercussions? Of they it? don't care. Again, dude, the dude, the drug companies went into the lab trying to make heroin and made oxycontin, and they got really damn close, like really damn close. And this is why, honestly, everybody fights against legalization of drugs because the companies want to make the same drug, sell it to you, give it to you from a guy in a lab coat, so you don't feel like a drug addict. But if you're swallowing ten of these things a day, you're a drug addict. I don't. I mean, you can you can cut it up any which way you want. But I got to be honest with you, man, as a guy who feels like I may suffer from ADD a little bit, like, you know what I mean? Like everybody else, which I don't know if I really do or if I'm just like a lot of Americans where like, this is boring and I don't want to listen. Yeah, that's the whole thing is we take we take, hey, I'm bored and turn that into, well, I have ADD. And, and it's, it's like, like no, you're, you? you're, you're just bored. I mean, I am. That's OK. I am easily distracted. There's no doubt about that. But I got to tell you, man, I don't I don't know. If I'm giving that stuff to my kid, like I now knowing all that, I don't know if I'm giving it to my kid. I feel like I'm I'm still leaning on the side of I want medical professionals involved, but you're right. It's going to cause me to pause and it's going to cause me to get that second evaluation of like, is this the right idea? That's going to be my last ditch effort is putting my kid on methamphetamine. That would be my last effort. Can charge tickets for the 11th. Let's pass those out to caller 20 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. And Fantone gets his two dong stories from the YMCA yesterday. He gets those next on Rock 106. The Stansberry Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for WRQK.com. Still sending you out to Los Angeles for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. We'll do that at 9 a.m. this morning. I don't know why, and I guess we'll have to ask him here in a minute, but Fantone is always very curious about the dong stories that I may encounter while working out at, at, at the gym. I just know that's a part of, of, of locker room life right there is, you know, you're going to be in there. And especially in Stansbury, the middle of the afternoon, uh, daytime, I assume it's you and a bunch of uh, bunch of grandpas in there primarily. Yeah, it all depends on like when, when you go. Yesterday, actually, I was there. I mean, I started working out around 345, and so it was like really busy, but... Um, depending on when you're there, when you're not, you can see all kind of stuff. But yeah, there are a lot. I you run into a lot of old dudes in in the men's locker room, and like every stand-up comedian ever, they're right. There's something about the older you are, you just don't care. Yeah, once the uh, once the once the yams start hanging below a certain level, it's just like I don't care. Well, I also just think it's who cares. It's it's the era in which you grew up in. It's like, you know what I mean, where it, you, you were used to like community showers and like that kind of stuff, and they they just don't care. Were, did, and when you were in school, was it like, yo, go take a shower after gym class or no? 
Yes. So you were you were a gym shower. By the time I was in school, that really wasn't commonplace. It we really was. We didn't wasn't. do it, but we could. We had yeah. the showers. They gave you the time to do it, but we were like, no. Nah, I'll just good. sit here sweaty. I don't want to be naked around my friends. I don't. I don't want to be naked around my friends. Um, and I don't know. I mean, like. I don't know why that's a generational thing where it was like back in the day you just got naked and slapped each other with towels and did it. But like, I don't know if it was sometime during the 80s or when, but somewhere along the line we were like, ah, I don't know about this. So I get done working out and I get out of the sauna. It was like the last thing I did. So I'm like dripping sweat, right? And so I go to my locker and I start getting stuff out. And I was like, all right. Now I live pretty close to my gym, so I don't have to shower there. Right. Are, but, you, are, you, are you naked at this point? No, I'm not naked okay. at this point. Right. At no point in this story am I naked. Okay. So what are you doing in the sauna? Are you going in there just towel or how are you, how are you doing that? Oh, no, dude. That's like, that, it's like a shorts thing. Okay. Most people go in full clothes. Full clothes? Yeah, because they're trying to sweat as much as humanly possible. I can't do it. I, 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 I thought sauna was towel. I thought that was towel over your head, the heavy steam coming up. I uh, Well, I kind of sit on okay. my towel so I don't like so all my sweat doesn't get all over the bench for, for the next person. Jeez. But it's like 180 degrees in there. Sweaty, so yeah. So, dude, you're sweating like your balls off, right? Okay. So I get out of there. I go into the locker room, and I go to my locker, and I start getting my stuff out, and I'm going to actually shower at the gym yesterday okay. versus go, just going home. But I'm like, ah, dude, if I get dressed, I'm going to go home, get undressed, go shower. I might as well just take a shower here, get dressed, and I'm good for the rest of the day, right? And so... There's an older guy getting out of the shower, and and uh, he's just standing in the middle of the gym at this point, <laughs> just like dripping the water down, and he, he's like naked, right? Just stark <laughs> naked, and like he's kind of doing the towel on the back thing there and jiggling. No shame. No, no. no okay. Standing there naked as can be and just jiggling it all. (laughs) Coconut slapping kneecaps, the whole thing. All right. The whole thing, right? So I got to go buy him. And he makes no attempt to move. And so I like had to like kind of skirt by him. And so then I, you know, I start my shower and then I go back to my locker and I grab my bag. Right. But as I'm going by him again, the second time after I started the shower up, I'm now like his back is facing me. Okay. And all you can see (laughs) is like a bright white sheet of paper ass. Like the rest of him is like wrinkled and it's like it's like somebody's been like lathering his ass cheeks up with buttercream his entire life. Cause it was like his ass was like pristine. Like it just came out of the iron. Like it just been done being iron. Rest of them are wrinkled madness. Well, I mean, you know, you got things covered up all the time there and 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 and, and, and I don't know, maybe he had, you know, a high importance on keeping his butt looking good. I don't know. So then I gotta like kind of cause he's like Leaning up against the one shower stall, and like, like he's got his wingspan out, like Jeez. he's taking up the whole hallway of this thing, and he sees me walking up behind him, and doesn't make any attempt to move. I had to like, kind of like, and then I had to pick. I was like, "Well, are we going butt to butt? Are we going nuts to butt? How are we doing it? How are we doing it?" Tommy, I gotta make the call. I went butt to butt. Butt to butt. I what actually, else were you gonna do, dude? There? I actually turned around the opposite way and kind of did like the little slide butt thing. sandwich right like, there. Like, All right, you know what I mean, like. It was terrible, and I, I so I actually said, and I've been trying to be nicer recently, yeah. and I've been trying not to get so annoyed so easily because I'm quick to annoyance, right? And so I've been trying, I've been really working on it, but I couldn't take it anymore, and I just kind of said, like, 
underneath my breath, but definitely loud enough. Like, dude, you really, you're going to make this like a tight fit for me to get by you right now? Like, I didn't understand it. And I was like so afraid of touching the pristine <laughs> 70-year-old ass. I had never seen anything like it. Just butt on butt on butt, It dude. was like new skin. <laughs> I like, I don't, from where did you get this? Like, I didn't understand it. So then I go into the shower. Right now I'm showering. That's dong number one. All right, dong story one. Dong out of the way, one. got it. Right, dong dong story number one. <laughs> Check mark, and we're done. Right, so now I'm in the shower, doing well, showering off all the stuff. Right, yep. get done. You know, wipe off in there, and I am a. I'm not walking through the locker room naked. Like okay. I'm not doing that. Right, so I wrap the towel around me. Okay. You know, tighten it up there and start walking towards the locker. And here's where dog number two comes in. <laughs> so I turn left to go to, to my, where my locker is, and I see a guy who was upstairs while I was working out, and we were actually in the sauna together for a couple of minutes. And so I've had a conversation with him. Okay, so at this point, acquaintances, people that you see on a semi-regular basis. First time I ever saw this guy, him. but we did speak. Okay, okay. okay. So like, I, sp- I don't know what his name is. We didn't get that far, but we're like, hey, man, how are you today? Okay. You know, Can you believe this? What about the calves? That kind of stuff, right? right. And so... I'm now getting, I'm done showered. All I need to do is get my bag out, get dressed, and I get, get to go home. He's just getting ready for that process. And this is the part where it's important to the story that I tell you this part. Normally I wouldn't. But he happened to be an African-American. Here we man. go. Here we go. Oh, it's going to be huge, isn't it? This is, we're, about, we're about to drop it. He happened to be African-American. All right, here it goes. And he drops his towel. Like to start getting undressed. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, but I know it is. And I got to tell you, I've never felt better in my life. Really? I've never Man. felt. Be- I've never felt better in my life. I. It was like, oh. These average size black penises do exist because you hear about them. Like women try to tell you, oh no, yeah, they're out there. Although in porn, I've never seen one in my life. Yeah, but you've never seen an average size one in porn ever, right? Fair. <laughs> like, they're not Fair. picking these dudes because they're just random guys off the street. But there was a little bit of like, not only did I work out and was feeling positive, but I was like, you know what, man, you're not doing so bad. You're not, you know what, you're doing all right. Like I felt a lot better about who I was. There you go, dude. But if you're curious, Stansberry wrapping up Black History Month right there, feeling all right. <laughs> yeah, it's over. It's day one of March. Sorry. Right back to normal now. I uh, I believe that's that's twelve dongs in a month. <laughs> I believe if we've been keeping proper count, we should get a board in here. We should get the dong counter board. Or maybe a day counter of how many more times we're allowed back in here. Maybe maybe, maybe that's going to be the case, though. All right. Another retailer jumping the bandwagon. We'll get into it next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. We have 30 seconds to Mars. Tickets 830. We'll get you hooked up with those. They're playing June 16th. Blossom. And again, Jared Leto, uh, Leto, sorry, tweeting out the other day, album's done, he's going to master it. Should be released sometime over the next couple of months, I would think. Five years waiting on the new 30 Seconds to Mars album. There you go, plenty of time to get things together. I'm a fan. I uh, They're weird, but I, I do enjoy them. 
I don't know why. A lot of stuff that sounds like that I hate. For some reason, I, I do get down with them. They're in the middle for me. I like them, don't love them. I can get that. So another retailer now. Jumping on what I'm going to call the bandwagon. I know that sounds like I'm knocking them, and I'm really not trying. I'm just I'm, I'm having a harder I'm having a hard time trying to figure out how to how to say that. But um, Walmart now saying in a statement that came out I believe yesterday that they decided to review its firearm sales policy in light of recent events going forward. They're going to raise the age restriction for pur- uh, for purchase of firearms and ammunition to 21 years of age. And they say, we will update our processes as quickly as possible to implement this change. Um, now, again, I'm the let businesses be who they want to be guy. That's who I am. Let a business do what they want. And then the marketplace will decide whether or not that is a, that is a workable business model. And I believe strongly in that. And sometimes it bites me in the ass. Sometimes it works out in my favor. But overall, I really do believe it. So by that model... I have to then allow Walmart to do what they want to do here with this. But just because that's the model I like doesn't mean I have to agree with every instance of it. And there is something about raising the age of this that that bothers me a little. And I wish that I had a better even understanding of why, because I don't even understand why. Um, I'm over the age of 21. So I'll be able to buy whatever I want. I could go into Walmart right now and get whatever the hell I want. Nobody's going to stop me from buying anything. So it doesn't personally affect me, which is what normally makes people go, oh, I'm not down with that, because it's normally something that's going to affect your life. This affects me not at all. And yet, for some reason, I just don't love it. Now, I think that the reason is, is because it feels like jumping on a bandwagon and a train. And again, you take the school shootings out of it. If shootings are a, are a thing, right, and mass shootings, if they're a problem for this country, and I would agree that we are suffering from a problem of them recently. Yeah. I don't think you can deny that. Yeah. Okay? If that's the problem, well, if you take the school shootings out of it, the average age of a mass shooter, I think, is something like 30. But if you did take the school shootings out of it, you know what I'm saying? Like, if if that if that's all that this did was take the school shootings well, out of it, wouldn't that be enough? That's kind of my point, though, though, is that if you're drawing a line in the sand on this stuff, this feels like the wrong line. Like, doesn't the, the right line to me would be like, we're getting out of this business versus... Well, well, we'll draw this arbitrary line right now because it's going to earn us favor with the online mob mentality. So we'll 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 get out ahead of that. So we're not the new retailer being shamed for our for our practices. Versus, I don't think this is coming from an i an idealistic place on their behalf. Now, Walmart agreed that they're not going to be selling certain types of, of, of guns as well, correct? They are removing items from their website resembling assault-style rifles, including the airsoft guns and toys. Our heritage, just resembling. Yeah, our heritage as a company has always been in serving sportsmen and hunters, and we will continue to do so in a responsible way. Which I'm guessing, yeah, you could still buy your compound bow there. You're probably going to be able to buy a pump shotgun there, 12-gauge shells, those kinds of things. I'm, I guess when you get into resembling, I mean, like that, that to me is a little bit surprising. Well, I mean, I, I'm willing to bet if you're a parent, you're happy, right? I mean, I know parents have been on the, the, the toy guns look too real for 30 years. So, you know what I mean? I'm willing to bet there's going to be a lot of parents that are going to be happy about that. 
I um I would assume there's going to be some parents who also feel like that's the wrong move, where it's like, no, I want my kids to play with guns. I, I they're they're out there. I'm sure I mean, they're they, out they, there. They, they are. Walmart says they have not sold a modern sporting rifle such as the kind that was used by the Florida shooter since 2015. They also say we do not sell handguns at Walmart, except in Alaska where we feel we should continue to offer them to our customers, the, the company said. And again, I've never been there, but again, it's a different way of life up there. And so, yeah, you're going to you're going to run your business differently in there versus like downtown. Canaan. Couldn't couldn't I make my argument, though, of like, well, Montana's a different country, too. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, honestly, you start getting into places like North Dakota, Montana, Oregon. It is. I'm surprised. It's just it's just a lot of moving of the line here from Walmart. And that's kind of where I'm a little bit like, well, you're going to keep selling handguns in Alaska. And I think it's not funny, I guess, but it's, it's interesting how they haven't sold these style of rifles since 2015 and two years or three years ago. We didn't talk about that. Nobody cared about that. That wasn't even, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't even a news story. Oh, I wonder. I'm sure there was a story from 2015 of somebody using an AR somewhere. I, I'm obviously, I mean, uh, th- you wouldn't do this just to do it. I'm just saying it wasn't a news story in the sense of like people weren't like, oh my God, did Walmart. You see what Walmart. Okay. Did? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure okay. there was something that, like, and I think it might have been Sandy Hook, but like it's something, what, might have been. you know, something, something along the line. It's like now this is like, hey, we have to talk about it. I this. wonder if that was more done under the radar. Where now, I, see, I don't want to be critical and, and I have to be careful about being critical, but this to me seems more like a response to what Dix did. Versus what we want to do. Well, but if it was a response to what Dix did, um, and you know, and essentially making kind of the same move here. Um, yesterday we talked about how all these all these companies that 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 did away with their business ties to the NRA dropped in 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 public perception polls. So, like, wouldn't they have looked at that too and said, like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do that. Run that by me one more time. So Dix did this move yesterday sure. and whatever, but we also talked yesterday about how there were, you know, every group that 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 cut its ties with the NRA dipped in public perception. Yeah, polls. they did. So wouldn't Walmart look at both of those things and say, like, eh, dude, Delta, Avis, you know, B- Budget, all these different companies that cut ties with the NRA, you know, we don't want to be that. No, you know why, I think? Because I think Walmart knows one thing, that even if you're mad at them about this, you still need them. You yeah. need them. I mean, Walmart has become the store that, dude, you don't want, you, not that you don't want to go there. You know what I mean? And not that it's like, oh, I hate going there, but I have to. But legitimately, they have worked themselves into a necessity type form in your life. They very much are like McDonald's where it's very easy to shoot at. And I don't mean to make puns there, but it's very easy to like, you know, to hate on number one. And it's like, yes. we're the biggest retailer on the face of the planet. Just like McDonald's is the biggest seller of burgers on the face of the planet. So, yeah, it's easy. It's easy to like, you know, to, to it's, it's a lonely place up there. Um, I saw people saying yesterday, like, oh, dude, we got to boycott Walmart. We got to boycott Walmart. We got to protest Walmart. <laughs> Do you? I don't think you have a chance. Whether you do or you don't, there. I saw a guy say, "Well, like, oh, dude, I'm going to use Amazon Prime," and I'm like, "Dude, you're going to go to Amazon, Jeff Bezos, the most liberal company on the face of the planet, and protest the Walmart." I'll tell you what. Like, what? Do look up how much money Amazon has paid in federal taxes. When you see how little money that company's paid in federal taxes, it's going to blow your mind with how rich that guy is. I mean, it's crazy. I'll, you know, people are saying, is, your, is, is part of your discomfort on this about the fact that you can go serve this country before your age of 21? No, because I, I, will, I would meet you in the middle, much like I think we should meet people who are willing to serve this country before they're 21 with alcohol. If you have a military ID, buy what you want. If you're a service member... 
and you're 20 years old. You know what I'm saying? Probably, if not the average age. I mean, there's plenty of 20 year olds who are in the military right now. Oh yeah. So you can go a lot. You can go serving, serving, and, and you know, serve your country overseas or whatever. Go fight in a war. Be trained. And then come and then come back, and you can't buy bullets at Walmart. Wow. Well, I mean, again, wow. I, I didn't run through that, but wow. I mean, and again, much like I would do with the alcohol situation, I would. If you have a military ID, you're exempt from these laws we're putting on the rest of the system, and I would also. Also, and I would look at the rest of the country and be like, yeah, are you kidding me? We no longer have the draft anymore. We're raising, dude, you know, man bun sissies left and right. How many more people you think we're going to be able to get Marines uniforms before long? So, yeah, we're going to have some incentives for this stuff. And that's how you sell it to the rest of the country. Like, yeah, I'm sorry, dude. You want a beer before you're 21? Sign up. I, I, I go back to, and I talked about this yesterday, this whole concept of individual stores or, or, or companies or whatever deciding to move the line of what age they are allowed to sell something to. I, I, I can't think of like if you would never be allowed to lower the age and you'd never I, I can't think of a company that would say like, well, no, you're not 20, so I can't sell you cigarettes. 18 the age. No, I can't, you're 21. You can buy alcohol. I, I, I legally I don't understand how Walmart or any company can do that. That, that kind of it gives me it's a head scratcher. Here's the head scratcher for me. Where we're seeing politicians not be able to reach the office they want because they play identity politics too much. Why in the world would corporations start to do it? Uh, right, especially Walmart. You know what I mean? Like, dude, if anyone's big enough to be like, yo, dude, we'll do what we want to do. And what are you, you going to do? It's Walmart. Again, I'm not knocking anybody, but I am curious about it. Because, again, you hear that all the time. Identity politics, identity politics, all this stuff, right? And then people have a negative perception of it. Why would you willingly wade into it? And even, you know, uh, we'll bring it back to McDonald's. We're like, I have zero clue what the McDonald's is. Politics are, but even in the sense of perception, make it of, delicious. Of, of, is there of, of, of Walmart? Like, hey, dude, we're not trying to go left. We're not trying to be extreme, like you know, uh, on that side. We just don't want to be a part of this. You know what the perception is going to be if you're viewed as anti-gun as a corporation, as an individual, or anything like that. All of a sudden, dude, you are the enemy to certain people. Sure. And just from the sense of like self-preservation, you would just think that, like, nah, dude, we're just gonna we're gonna keep keep you know we're gonna we're gonna keep it the way it was. We're gonna keep you know a a steady ship through tur- turbulent waters, and I-, I can't believe Walmart decided to zig this far. I would have just stayed completely out of it. That's what I would have done. The other analogy people always want to give me is you can't rent a car in this country until you're 25. Now, this is what shoots a hole in the don't raise the age of, of the gun purchase boat is... Dude, the reason why that is is because they don't view twenty-one-year-old people as responsible. They feel like you don't start to gain, you know, gain responsibility until you get a little bit older. You, which is true. Yeah, that is true. It is true. So if that's true of a car, you have a decision as a business to, you know, set that standard as you see fit. There, I mean, it's the law. That these are the ages for these, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, like, like it's the law. Until it, those laws change, I don't understand how companies get to move that. If it were me, a business owner, my business model right now would be to offer you the best product I could possibly give you for the best cost 
that would fit your family's price point, and I would allow you to know nothing about how I feel about anything. Because at the end of the day, all I am for you is a retailer. I have things you want. You come in. This is the price. Give me the money. Thank you very much. It's in the bag. We'll see you again tomorrow. Because that's just the way I would like to do it. But again, I'm the let businesses be who they are. So I have to be all right with this. Although it does make me ultimately a little uncomfortable. I wish I could circle it a little better on why. I don't even have a great reason. Like I said, I'm over the age of 21. I can get whatever the hell I want whenever the hell I want. You can get 30 seconds to Mars tickets next on the Stansbury. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have 30 seconds to Mars tickets. They're playing June 16th out of Blossom. We'll get you into that here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625 is the phone number that you will need. Um... I always say I try not to play the moral authority um, about your sex life. I try not to judge because I don't know what you guys are doing in your bedroom. And I don't care what you're doing in your bedroom. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. I don't Whatever. care. As long as everybody in that room is over the age of 18 and what you're doing to them, they want done to them, go with God. Yeah. Do whatever the hell it is you want. Have threesomes, foursomes, tensomes. I mean, God knows I've done a bunch of dumb stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, whatever weird, disgusting thing you want to be a part of, God, you know, yeah, that's great for you, man. Do the I, thing. I, I hope you enjoy it. But there are now a list, they say, of sex fetishes that are absolutely commonplace and, like, the most common okay. sex fetishes that are now, like, they're no longer really fetishes in the sense that they're no longer on the outskirts of what people do. This is like, nah, dude, this is how people are having sex. Yeah, as we kind of progress forward as a sexual society, not exactly uh, you know, crazy to think that what was once taboo no longer is. You know, I don't even think, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, I don't think anything, any act was ever really taboo. I think admitting you liked said act was what was taboo. Okay. I think in this country, we've always been doing all of this stuff. Oh, yeah. We just weren't we weren't willing to admit to another person that we would. I mean, yeah, dude, kinkiness goes way back. <laughs> yeah. that, that is not a new thing. They say voyeurism is a very common sex fetish. And it says here, most guys like to watch people having sex. I think it's one of the reasons why pornography is more popular among men than women is what this one guy is saying here. And I would agree that men do enjoy to watch people have sex. I once, yeah. while being in New Orleans for Mardi Gras, went, once went to a live sex show where like this guy and this woman were just like, have, I mean, you paid, you walked in, okay. and they, dude, there's this guy on stage, and he's just like letting this woman have it. And it was. Now, we were like 22, so it was part of it. It was like, oh, look. But it was, I mean, it was like, Wow, this is like a, like a live sex performance right in front of my eye. It was crazy. Yeah, that's definitely something to see of like a show or something like that, or even people like at a party or something like that, where it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, there's a little bit of excitement there. Um, a lot of pornography is made to be like voyeuristic, where the person it is perceived as not knowing. Um, but that could quickly turn into peeping tom. So like, if you're like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a line in there. There really is. Yeah, you can't sit in like a tree and look at yeah. your neighbor's window. Yeah. Um, but maybe set up like a little fantasy where you come home 
and you know one of the other one of you is on the bed, right. maybe kind of self pleasuring, right. and like you look through like the crack of the door and kind of like spice things up that way. Right. Which I got to be honest with you, I don't really consider myself to be a voyeur. Yeah. But that sound like what uh, I just set up. Yeah. Get a little yeah, there, that, right. that sounds like that might be kind of hot, right? Yeah. I mean, like I I get the appeal of it. I really do. It's it's. You know, they they supposedly don't know, like, you're watching from... I, I get where it comes from. I do. Yeah, I can understand how that could how that could be attractive. They say bondage is another one of these sex fetishes that's, like, dude, it's totally normal. Yeah. Like, it's been, like, it says, um, in sexual fantasies, people seek something they don't have in reality. People feel powerful and have an authoritarian position in, in their job. They often seek something very different. Yep. As a matter of fact, Fantone used to say about a guy that we know that because of how much power he has in his day-to-day life, that you feel like he pays a small Asian woman to put cigarettes out yep. on his back. While he's bonded up, while he's, got, while he's got his hands tied behind his back, probably a ball gag in his mouth, can't even spit out the safe word for him. And uh, yeah, I, and I'm sure that tiny Asian woman probably feels in her day-to-day life she has no control, she has no nowhere to dominate except for when she's putting cigarettes out on our boss's back <laughs> or dealing blackjack um i'm kind of in the middle on bondage i don't i'm not against the idea of being restrained in a certain way it requires an extreme amount of trust in the other person yes 100 percent. an extreme amount of trust um i i'm not I'm not against tying the other person up either, um, but I don't have to do it. Like, it's not one of those things where I'm like, all right, like, dude, let's get into this. It definitely tickles my fancy. Um, I would not be, I would not be the the one tied up though. Not no? com- not comfortable with that at all. No. Really? No. That's just, I mean, honestly, like, I, I that that makes me feel very like, eh, nah, I don't want to do that. I uh, I did have an experience once. This is way, this is a while ago now, um, where. We were in a hotel, me and an ex, we were traveling, and we did tie her hands to like the post of the bed sure. with her underwear. Sure. And that was like one of the Great, hottest that's things. Not, like, yeah, dude, that's, that's good stuff. Right dude, your there. boy, I was like, this is so amazing right now. It's it's such a ladder to climb up off there where it's like at one point, you know, you grabbed your girlfriend's hands and you could tell that did something there and then it turns into all of a sudden like, you know, you, yeah, you, you, more know, than you got tying tie down, them like. up. I kind of like, I'd rather almost like take your arms and hold them above you like kind of like physically hold you there what? versus restrain you in another way. I mean, and that's the whole thing is like they have stuff for that. They have leashes. They have like oh. hand collars and stuff like oh, that. Oh, dude, the no bed post, you know, no bra, yeah. no, no, no bed post, no problem yeah i got one of those it's awesome it's uh it's it's one of those things that you know you can uh like you said there's a huge level of trust here and like this isn't something you bust out it's night not a one night stand move right this isn't something you bust out night one but it's definitely something a lot of people enjoy yeah, and if you got it like a prankster of a wife she'll like you know handcuff you be like going to target see ya right they say the butt fetish is a is is a very common fetish now now i would do your boy was so early on this like when I was growing up, I've always had a thing for what people now call the fat ass. I've always had it my entire life. 
like even before baby got back. Okay. And like my buddies would always make fun of me. Like we would go and we we'd be at like the arcade or wherever when you're a kid and you're like looking you're starting to come into your own. You're starting to look at women. I'd be like, dude, but look at that. I'm like, what dude, that? Like, yeah, that. And then Sir Mixlock comes out, makes it all posh and like hip, and now everything like starts to like, you know, jump in the bandwagon there, and then everybody jumped on my train. But dude, I've always had that, man. I just like it. It it, it really has jumped off recently. I mean like because between, of jump offs, between like yeah, big butts and like rap videos, and then all of a sudden it turned into butt stuff in every video, and now it's all like I don't know. It just I feel like I feel like butts have been supercharged recently. Oh, thank God! I'm a fan. I love it. The foot fetish is another sex fetish that they say is totally common now. Mm. They say um, focusing on the foot is kind of an act of humility. Like I'm only good enough to touch your feet. Is what the scientist is saying here. Okay. I don't, I mean, I'm not opposed to giving you a foot massage, but I do kind of find feet to be kind of gross. Like, I don't want your toes in my mouth. Um, I, 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 I'm not opposed to a foot massage. I'm not like, I'm not like a foot, like, enthusiast or anything like that. Um, but, I don't know if it's a, if the situation merits itself and it's like all right well your legs up here already and like I you know, ha- all right thing in my mouth whatever. I have put toes in my mouth I mean, I can't make the claim that I have not done it but it is not something I would necessarily be like dude you know what I need to do is like let's lick this girl's feet yeah I mean there dude there's videos where guys are like oh yeah worshiping feet and oh, I yeah. mean like using feet as as you know as as something to penetrate there so like not not me but like I I don't know I read something somewhere where it's like foot fetishes will very much follow STD rates and if there's an STD spike that like people start to become more into feet because all of a sudden you know you're not getting an STD TD, you know, J and O defeat. So like, I, uh, I, I'll, really? try, I'll try to find that article and like, and, 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 and never read it again. <laughs> no, no, I'm doing, I'm reading it up. I'm going to brush up on this thing. I don't know. I mean, can you get athlete's foot in the gums of your, of your mouth? Uh, yeah. I would assume that fungus could apply anywhere. So right? no, it's probably a good point. I don't know this other. So the, so the number one common fetish for sexual activity is foot related too, and this one I do kind of have, which is weird because I don't have the foot fetish overall, right. but I do have a shoe fetish. Okay, I do like, dude, a woman, a woman in a very nice pair of shoes. There's something about it. I love, like, dude, my ex had, God, I don't know, probably thought. I mean, dude, well, and, I mean, dude, she was buying shoes like sometimes three, four, five, six, seven hundred dollars a pair. So like the money she spent on shoes was ridiculous, but they were. I mean, she had half of a closet, like three rows, and it, sometimes it was just like you would just sit in the walk-in closet, and she would just try them on, wearing nothing else. And before you know it, you're just having a bunch of sex just because of the shoe fetish. I will notice, like, dude, if a woman spends a lot of money on her feet, I also have always had the theory that if a woman takes really good care of her feet like that, she probably takes really good care of her vagina. I don't know if that holds up at all. There's absolutely no science other than the women I've had sex with in that. So it's not like science. N- sure. n- 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 that's science. Yeah, it's real science. science? Yeah, all right. Not, well, dude? then stamped. That's a, that's that's a fact. Politico, you feel free. Snopes, you bring it on. You you debunk it all you want. I don't think you're going to be able to do it. 30 seconds to Mars tickets. They're playing June 16th out at Blossom. We'll send you right now. It'll take caller 17, 1-800-243-7625 on those. Be right back with more Sansbury Show. You guys hang on. Good morning. The Stansbury Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. 
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. I'm Rock 106.9, 9 o'clock. We'll send you out to Los Angeles for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. Man, a trip to L.A. sounds so good. It just sounds so good. This is your final week on that. you got today and tomorrow. Multiple opportunities throughout the day, but your first one, 9 a.m. with us. So it seemed like people were making a big deal out of this yesterday, but the more I look into it, it's like 41 other states do it, so I'm not sure Ohio's being all that crazy here, but... Ohio announced, I believe it was yesterday, that they will end same-day issuing of Ohio driver's licenses and will mail them to you to save money and so they can also increase security. Now, I don't know how you're going to save money here. Yeah. Because your license is going to show up 10 days after they're issued, but you're going to be given a temporary license and ID card in the meantime. So isn't that just more things? You're still giving me the license. Right. Now you got to give me this temporary thing. Right. Which that didn't come free on some, right? So Paper like, and ink cost something. Aren't we spending more money? And I mean, you're shipping it to me, so therefore there's going to be shipment costs in there as well. I so would like, think. I, I don't know. The agency said temporary cards will be valid, proof of identity and residence when voting. You can also request a driver's license or ID card that meet the federal regulations for travel. Apparently, travel restrictions that will take uh, effect in October of 2020 will then, Fantone, require federally compliant driver's licenses to pass through airport security. Meaning, if you want to go on a flight, right. you, you don't have this form of ID, you ain't going. There's no extra cost for these licenses. So obviously, I'm going to then sign up and get one of those. Right. Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't. Apparently, it will be a star in the upper right-hand corner of the license that will designate those compliant with federal regulations. Obtaining that credential will require documents such as a birth certificate or passports, copies of your social security cards, and utility bills showing people's addresses, which I believe are already the requirements for obtaining a driver's license, right? So not much is... Not much is changing here. It turns out Ohio joining 41 other states that provide licenses and ID cards through the mail. At first, yesterday, I was like, why are we doing this? I was like, all right, well, 41 other states are doing it. It's not obviously crazy. Yeah, but I I, I just can't can't wrap my head around why it's cheaper. Like, how is this saving money? I still haven't heard anything in there that's like, well, this is where you're saving the cash. I don't think you are saving money. So what is it for? It seems seems like they're making more of a headache for themselves. At least when you print it out at the BMV or whatever, it's like, bloop. Here it is. Adios, idiot. I don't know what it would be. Are they are they trying to limit the amount of employees who have access to the machine where you can actually make an ID? Okay. Are we trying to okay. limit that out, out, out of like are are we suffering from a from like a rash of like DMVs making fake IDs for people? Not that I'm aware of. I mean, I don't know. I, I because that was my thing. It was like I was sitting there reading this yesterday, and I was like, "Why in the hell are we doing it?" Now, at the end of the day, is it that big of a deal? No, no whatever. I don't I mean, care. You're gonna give me a temporary. I, I, yeah, I mean, whatever. But it just very much to me, it's like, well, I can't, I, I can't find out how this two plus this two equals four in this story. I, I just can't do it. So I just pulled my ID out, and mine expires on my birthday, which is May 25th of 2021. So. If, so I'm going to have to get this before so I can fly before it's even up. Yeah, I was going to say, so if you, if if like, all right, so my mine's on my birthday of 2019. Okay. So like if I go in 20 days before my birthday and get it taken care of, I'll still have this license, my actual license, and they'll send me that new one? 
It doesn't address what they do with your current, like, because at first when I saw the news, I was like, is this about just new licenses for 16 year olds? Like, we're just, like, that's what I thought it was. But it doesn't really say about renewal, but my guess is they're going to take this one from you. I'm going to say that this one, probably considerably harder to make than the the temporary one, correct? I mean, I can't assume that the temporary one's going to have like the hologram on it and stuff. So, how easy is it going to be for to make those? This doesn't seem like a good idea. It doesn't. Maybe I'm wrong, but it just doesn't seem smart. I'm always afraid of the thing I can't figure out. Right. That's going to be so obvious. Like, you idiots, what are you... Like, whenever there's the thing that I'm like, well, why would you do it, though? And it's not obvious to me or anybody else in the room why it, why you would do it. I'm always like, eh, what are you... You're getting over on me. You're getting a... Hold on. Let me check Twitter. I bet Twitter knows. Twitter knows. That's the only way we can figure anything out. 88 counties, 88 machines with ongoing security updates. Hardware is probably needed to be replaced. Okay. 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 There's at least a decent line of thinking of how we could get there or why we were headed that way. But I, again, I am just terrified of the things that I'm like, I can't see the play. It always makes me worried I'm about to get royally screwed on some level. We're going to send you out to Los Angeles for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, what's going on? You got Stansbury here for Dunkin' Donuts. You know, if you listen to the show, I'm a huge coffee fanatic. And I got some great news on what's going on at Dunkin'. Right now, they've got coffee flavors inspired by your favorite. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Minutes away now from getting you hooked up with a trip out to Los Angeles for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. That'll be a good one. Mm-hmm. LA's always a fun time. Bon Jovi going to be out there for that. It'll be good times. Today and tomorrow, your final days on that, by the way. But we will get you hooked up with your trip here momentarily. I uh, I have here what I think is bad news for stay-at-home moms. Uh-oh. Okay? Now, we're a breed, right? Stay-at-home uh, moms? I think it, we are in the early stages of a renaissance of it. Okay. But yes, more, but yes, rec- in years recently, yes. 50 years ago, 50. Nearly half of all women uh, of women stayed at home to raise their kids. Okay, so if fifty years ago it was half, in nineteen ninety nine, Phantom, give me a percentage of women you think were at home raising kids. Really low, dude. I mean, who can make it without two incomes in America anymore? I mean, I, I, I'm going to have to assume single digits. If twenty three percent in nineteen ninety nine, really? Yeah, which wow. I thought I felt was still a little high. Wow. I, I don't buy it. I, I I can't think of more than maybe a couple of women I know in my life that are stay-at-home moms, but like I feel like everyone's got two jobs. My mom always worked. My dad would always say that that was what he felt like was one of his failures in life, was that he had a job he loved, but not that he wanted his wife to stay home because that's what her place was, but he would have... Rather, he had provided a life to where if she didn't want to work, where she didn't have to, if she didn't want to. Yeah, I, I understand. I think a lot of men wish they could do that. I think I think vast majority it's probably. It's, it's not. I mean, it's not like, oh, well, you're just sitting around not working. It's like, no, dude, this is just what the economy has dictated. But apparently a trend is sweeping the nation now where mothers are once again going to be staying in a home. However, not quite as easy as it appears, they say. One mom says, I thought it was going to be a lot of mama snuggles. I thought it was going to be a lot of crafting, holding hands, skipping through the zoo. She goes, I was totally wrong. 
It's just they are saying here, on average, that this is Cleveland area mothers. So close. That they are more stressed out and suffer from more depression than moms who work. They say you lose who you are. You feel almost trapped in this stay-home mom thing, and you lose your identity as a woman. And I could see how that could happen. Yeah, totally. Research will back those observations. A Gallup poll found stay-at-home moms have higher rates of worry, sadness, stress, and depression than moms who work. They say it's exhausting. Another mom says it's exhausting. You get touched out. You always have a child needing you, touching you, laying on you, being on you. She says it just gets it just wears you out. Experts say it's important to carve out alone time to maintain a personal agenda and interest. I hear women say this a lot who stay home or like, well, then, yeah, I'm just stuck at home with kids all day. Then my husband comes home and he doesn't want to talk because he's miserable from being at work all day. And I get no adult time. Like all my time is just spent with kids and I don't feel like a grown up. And that would be tough for me to take, so I could see how that could be hard for a woman to take. Yeah, I mean, you give up so much of yourself when you have a child, but like you really do have to take care of yourself. You have to, you have to still be a whole, complete person. You can't just. I know, I know, everyone, you know. Oh well, when you have kids, it'll be different. It's like you still have to be you. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. You have to. Another woman here has kids but decided to go back to work. Her salary completely negated by the price of childcare, and she still does it because her own mental health break is important to her. And so, therefore, she feels like I'm okay with paying for the childcare, even though I'm basically working for no money. I'm working solely so I can get out of the house. Okay? Now, I was curious about this, as this has been a big topic of conversation on the program the last couple of weeks and everything, you know, given what happened in Parkland. Right. Is a stay-at-home parent, not that it would have to be the mother, but is a stay-at-home parent part of the component that is leaked? Because what people are saying is, we've always had guns, we used to take guns to school for like show and tell, and now we have this going on. What? And people are asking, what's different in this country today? Well, is this the thing that's different in the country today? I think it'd be crazy not to admit that, you know, it's it plays a component in it. Yeah, I mean, lack, you know... Lack of structure at home, I could certainly see how that could lead to, you know, issues within a child. So, like, I I don't think that's a stretch. My dad worked, my dad was a workaholic, worked nonstop. Um, My mom worked two jobs because, well, she kind of had to because being a minister didn't pay a lot. And so my dad didn't make a ton of money, so my mom had to, like, help him out on that end. So I was essentially a latchkey kid. And I can tell you that a lot of the trouble I got into and a lot of the things that I started experimenting with and shouldn't have been doing were were able to be done because I got home, moved the rock, take the key, open the door, Stansbury's parents are both at work at least till five. We can go there and do this or we can. I mean, it is part of it. Yeah, I mean, like, now that doesn't necessarily mean that having that available to you is going to turn you into a school shooter, but, like, I, I, I think, like, every... I if, think- if the idea, though, though, that that school shooters are 
reserved and they're alone and they're lonely and nobody talks to them at school, not being around your parent enough could definitely yeah. foster some emotions that lead into this. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I think it's, you know, I, I think it's fair to say. And I think that, you know, even if you're not just looking at it specifically from a school shooting standpoint, you look at the ways that people feel like society is falling down. Would it be easier if you had a one income household and you were able to, you know, always be there for your child? Of course. I, I mean, and I, I don't mean to like, but it's like, I just don't know if that's an option. Anymore. I mean, we've seen studies that say two parent households, kids will, nor- will normally fare better coming from a two parent household. Right. So if that's true, and now notice I'm saying two parent. I mean, dude, it could be two men, it could be two women. I don't care. Two, I, I think if raising kids is the hardest job in the world, it's going to take more than one adult to do it. Is It would be my opinion. You can do it a million other ways. Obviously, single parenting is a thing that can be done. Not that your kid's going to knock over 7-Elevens if you're a single parent, but they have done studies and they find out kids fare better from a two-person family. They just do. Right. And I, I, you know, why am I defending science? Dude, if you're mad at science, go take it up with the scientist. I'm just the guy telling you what the science says. But I, I think that this might be that this is one of those things that should maybe come back into style. So, uh, but how, how I don't did, know how you're going to do it. I was going to say, how, how does a family do it? Like, you can think it's a great idea, but like, I, there's so many people right now who are like, yeah, I wish I could. I wish I could provide something for my wife, but. You can't. Sean tweets in and says, I'm a stay-at-home dad to my special needs son. Everything you've said on this list is absolutely true. For dads, add into the fact that being a very non-traditional role makes you less of a man in many people's eyes. I Okay, Sean, on behalf of intelligent people in society I, I i dude i don't look at you that way at all i think for the amount of men that have run away from fatherhood that that is is what makes you less of a man in my eyes if you can if you can father if you can make somebody pregnant and not be a part of that child's life then you, that's how i look at you less than stepping up manning up and parenting your child that's the one of the most manliest womanist adult things you can do but society, he's right. He is. I know People look at right. him and he's a stay-at-home dad like, oh, pff, what are you letting your wife go out there and make all the money? What are you, that's, cuckold? That's, that's 100% what that guy's dealing with right now. That so sucks. Like, and obviously, if you're in a situation where, yeah, you have a special needs child or something like that that needs you know uh, more attention or, or whatever the case is, then yeah, you're going to have to do something like that because if not, you'd be paying for somebody to do that. Yeah. Um, I just feel like when it comes to you know the average family dealing with the average circumstances... I mean, my parents had, you know, both my parents had two jobs. The thing is, my mom was home by the time I got home from school. So she there, worked at the school. So, right. So there was a little bit of like, all right, we're still making money that way, but you're home by the time they get home, and we couldn't uh, exploit that. You that know was what a I good, mean? that dude. That was. That was very lucky. That, that was, yeah. That was, that was a good situation. Most people aren't going to be able to do that, though. So, like, I don't know what the answer is here, man. I don't. I, I, I agree with all this. I just don't know how to tell a family to go do it. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's closer and closer to universal basic income, right? I mean, and again, it was a couple of weeks ago we were talking about this, and I was like, dude, in theory, I get it, and I think it's awesome. But in application, we, the human race, will completely screw it up. But, I mean, it, it, dude, if they find out like that we're right, that this is a major component in some of these issues that we're seeing, and maybe we could take kids off of medications more because they're spending more time with their parents, this and that, that do we may end up having to force a system down people's throats that, that brings a more family-based 
I can't believe this. I just, I mean, dude, I sound like an 80s Republican. Values, man! Values! I sound like one of those, and I don't, and I'm not one of those at all. But I, uh, I would imagine that staying at home raising your kids is more stressful than people want to admit. I don't think it's all just egos and iced teas, even though that's probably how I would do it. So thank God I don't have any children. There is a GoFundMe out there right now. I hope succeeds. I don't think it will. We'll lay that out for you next on Rock 106.9. Your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Awards now. Text the keyword LUCKY to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCKY to 200-200. Hey guys, what's going on? You got Sansbury here. It's Cleveland Auto Show time. 6-9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. We have a we have a we have a tentative staff meeting set yeah. for ten thirty. Yeah. And so everybody for like the last day's been on edge. Yeah. But the boss man just opened the door during during Lincoln Park. He was like, dude, relax. Everything's fine. I just, you know, I gotta you know, I I, I don't wanna tell this story six times. I wanna tell it once, so I'm just getting everybody I'm gonna it'll be ten minutes and then you're done. It's like, all right, thank God. Yeah, ten minutes and then you're done. That's that's the point, and then you're done. Adios, idiots. This is the place that would make you assemble your own box. You have to put your oh, personal items in before yeah. they throw you up. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, finish uh finish up this work right here and you're fired at the end of the ship. That is totally this place, that is, dude. That is this 100%. place. 100%. Dude, there's a GoFundMe out there, Phantom, that I want to succeed, but I don't think it will. Okay. Um I don't know what the percentage of GoFundMe's hit their goal. I'd be interested to actually find that out. Um but this is one of these things that is hitting you on the nostalgia factor. So, of course, people get wrapped up all in that. And it was a huge, and I can't overstate it, it was a huge portion of my childhood. I can't overstate it. As a matter of fact, a guy, one of my, a guy I grew up with who lived next door to me pretty much my whole life, Jeff is his name, reached out to me the other day and emailed me, um, about something he heard on the show, and he's like, remember that day, and this is all about Geauga Lake. Okay. And he was like, remember that day we were at Geauga Lake, and you found 50 bucks in the arcade, and we just played you know, Contra for like six hours? Damn. And it was. We like ruled the day that day, right? And there's a GoFundMe out there now to save and bring back, well, not save, but to bring back Geauga Lake. There's right. no saving. It's already gone. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's torn down at this point. Like, no more roller coasters standing up there. No, it's all I, gone. Honestly, I think last time I was up in that area, I think there's like a housing development getting built back there right now. Well, I know they put a what a lot of that strip mall stuff on the up on the opposite side yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all that, and I mean that's been there for a while. But I, I think at this point, I really do think like houses are being built in that in that area. I haven't right been now. over there in a while, so I don't know. But I lived right there. Joga Lake was my babysitter all summer long. Again, both my parents worked. And so my birthday being in May, they'd buy me a season pass for my birthday. And my friends and I would wake up early and you'd ride your bike to Joggle oh, Lake, man. block it up on the fence, and you'd go in. And literally your babysitter was roller coasters. It was like the best way to grow up ever. My dad hated Joggle Lake, though, because of the traffic was so bad sure. on 43. But they're now saying, like, I think it's like, what do they need here? Is it $400 million? I was going to say. I'm sorry. No, $20 million. To buy the Aurora theme park property, it's going to take it. Oh, but it will take another three hundred and fifty million to restore it to Joggle Lake's former. So, do you? Yeah, you're talking three hundred and seventy million dollars, four hundred million dollars. Let's call it. Okay. 
That's never going to happen, ever. It's raised. Well, at the, when we posted this, which I think was yesterday, so I'm, it may have more, but it had raised about 450 bucks. Oh, at, okay. at that we point. got a little bit of work left to now, do here. Dude, this is part of the problem, though. I want this. Okay, I want this to happen. I do believe if more people rode roller coasters more often, there'd be less anger in the world. They're just okay. fun. Right. They just let your hair down. They're just fun, right? So I believe that that could be a useful thing for us and helpful for us. However, I know you're not going to reach 370 million bucks, so I'm not donating 20. Well, because I feel like I'm lighting a 20 dollar bill on fire. Well, I, well, if the GoFundMe doesn't reach its goal, you don't get charged. You know what I'm saying? So I think at that point, that's why a lot of people will. Oh, donate. is that right? Yeah, a lot of people will donate to like bunk GoFundMe's because it's like, well, dude, it's never going to reach 400 million dollars. So like, well, yeah, here's 20. Oh, bucks. I can signal. Here's 20 bucks, and essentially at that point, yeah, you are saying like, hey, I'm a good person. But, I did not know that. Um, uh, here's the thing: is okay, let's live in the hypothetical world where we raise the 400 million dollars. That's a lot of effing money, dude. That's a lot of money. Joggle Lake closed because nobody was going there. Is that why it closed? Yes, because nobody was going there. And I mean, like, that's the whole thing is like, and you can say like, yeah, dude, roller coasters would be a better place. When was the last time you were at Cedar Point? Been a while, right? Oh, yeah, dude, literally the best theme park on the face of the planet is two hours away from us. And we're like, yeah, dude, it's 45 bucks. I don't want to spend that. Two hours in the car, dude. I'm not driving out to Sandusky. Dude, West Ohio sucks. And like, well, we don't West go. Ohio does so. I mean, yes. I mean, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not I mean, arguing with you. Let's be honest. But like, yes, it's nostalgia. I'm like, oh, it'd be so awesome. But this is like saying, like, dude, you know what they should do? They should make another Ninja Turtles movie. And then they make another Ninja Turtles movie. And it's all like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Why are we watching this? And, you know what I mean? This is, this is a, a pie in the sky idea. I like pie. <laughs> I like skies. I like those things. Mix them together. Your boy likes them. I like them both. I, uh, dude, I miss Joggle Lake. It was such a big part of my childhood. Like so many, like of like your first girlfriend yeah. memories and all that stuff are all there. Dude, I worked there for a little, uh, not real long. I quit pretty. Fast. <laughs> you might have I, to work there again. <laughs> I, 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 I quit. I quit pretty fast. But that was like my favorite place on earth, man. I mean, the traffic was abysmal living in the shores back there and having that, you know, 43 is like your only road in and out of there. That was kind of a mess. But outside of that, man, it was great. I don't think you'll ever, I don't think you're raising $400 million to bring it back. I don't either. I mean, the double loop wasn't that good. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> Just go to Cedar Point. We should go to Cedar Point. We should take a bunch of listeners and go to Cedar Point. Well, I'll tell you this much, dude. Cedar Point tickets could be yours. Oh, yeah, All you have right. to do is show up Friday, tomorrow night, and bring a kid with you. Every kid under the age of 14 at the Canton Charge game will be getting a Cedar Point ticket. So uh, get your tickets right now, cantoncharge.com. Yeah, there you go. There it is. That's how you grab one of those. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Guess hang on. The Sansbury Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. X9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Teresa will have your next opportunity at a trip out to Los Angeles for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. She'll give you her next keyword. I um, I already shut down my web browser, so I apologize for not having the full amount of details, but I already found the first This Mom Left Her Kid in the Car for 90 Minutes oh, story of the year. Oh, there we go. Out of Glendale, Arizona. Um, they're charging the mother that did not say whether or not the the child had passed away, so I'm assuming the child lived. And for my point on this, it really doesn't matter what happened there. I mean, ultimately, we want the kid to be alive. But it, somebody has to explain to me how this happens. 
Okay? If I don't know where my cell phone is, for three minutes, I'm like freaking out. Where is this? Thing? Like, I'll actually leave my apartment, go out to the car, and check to see where it did. Well, maybe I left it in the car. That's my cell phone. So if my cell phone gets lost, stolen, run over in the street, nobody arrests me. Nobody cares. It's on you. Go to the store, buy a new cell phone. People care if you don't take care of that thing. Like, how are you not? And how are you wired so crappily that you're not worried about what is going on with your kid for 90 minutes? Can't check Instagram from a baby, Stansberry. Who cares, dude? Whatever. You got your phone in your hand. It doesn't matter, dude. And it's right. You you have to go buy a new cell phone. You just make a new kid. Dude, those are cheap, man. They don't even cost that much. Yeah, but I don't got to wait nine months. <laughs> Throw them in a trunk. Whatever. Who cares? Kids, see you later. I got things I got to take care of, dude. I don't Talk get- about how expensive it is to raise kids, man. Babysitter, that's free. Just leave them in the car. <laughs> Listen to the Stansberry Show. Oh, jeez. Jeez. Roll the window down. Crack it. <laughs> At least a little bit. Give them somewhere to breathe. I uh, I just don't understand how that happens. I, I don't, don't get either. it. I don't either. Now, I know exhaustion can happen with parenting. Like, I get it. And I've been super tired where I've made mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm exhausted right now, but I don't think I'm leaving a baby behind. No, I, I just, I don't know how that happens. Like I said, dude, I'll freak. Like, if I can't find my car keys, like, I'm not, I'm beside myself. So... How can you then go, oh, I'm just going to leave this kid in here and then walk in there for night? Do the amount of things that can happen in a parking lot, somebody stealing the car, somebody breaking the window, somebody taking the kid, somebody killing the kid, your kid dying in the heat. Dude, how many things? I mean, seriously, 90 minutes? Because I think we are going a little far in this. Like they're saying now, like even if you just like run up to the gas station window, drop off the $5 and run back to the car, you shouldn't leave the kid in the car for that. I mean, all those things could happen that you just listed, right? In 90 seconds, just as quickly as they could I mean, in 90 it, minutes. It, it, yeah, I, I guess technically they could. But I think there is a difference in responsible parent, I just need 20 seconds here to do this, versus, ah, let's just go stroll the mall. You know what I mean? The little dad, just get an Annie Ann's. Just leave the kid in there for 90 minutes. I just don't understand how that happens. I just don't get it. But I guess, dude, that's what, I mean, that's what separates a quality person from a not, I mean, right? I mean, although people are going to attack me for that. You don't understand. You're not even raising kids. And sometimes you're so tired that you don't. Okay, I get that mistakes can happen. I don't think it's a mistake to leave your kid in the in the car for 90 minutes and go shopping. You did that on purpose. That's not a, Anything you do by design is not an accident. I just, dude, those kind of stories really really make me angry. It's just, dude, the amount of people who are raising kids who have no business doing it is alarming. I mean, it's terrifying, especially when you think about the fact that those little psychos affect my life. Teresa will get you hooked up with a trip for Los Angeles for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. She'll do that. We'll also be back with you tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great afternoon.